0: Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast. Another week, another game. Yes. Two games this week. One very exciting, one a massive results away at Aston Villa. One
1: well, not so exciting. One exactly. not so exciting.
0: Today, yeah. Got another packed show. Plenty on again. We've got a special guest later on as well that everyone will be excited about. It's a bit of a famous face around Stokes. But first, we'll obviously discuss the game. Then we'll do as player ratings, like always. The cheeky quiz question is going to go in as well. Worst part of the day. The best part of the day. as Most <laughs> people have already said. Uh, we're all going also going to go into people's feedback because we put a couple of questions online to see, and we're going to get people involved now. So they, they're all answering now. They're putting their own remarks in. Yeah. So there's plenty going on this week. It's an exciting podcast. Got to make it exciting because today's game was like watching paint dry. It's
1: like watching life at the moment. Like <laughs> well,
0: well, we'll go into the game straight off. Wow. Well, wow. yeah, it's painful. To be fair, we controlled the game. That's the only positive I can really get out of the game. We did control the game. We we passed it round quite well. We, we just still look like this, this formation... This system isn't working. No. I don't care what anybody says. It could, it'll work away. I think it will work away. But at home, we need more attacking edge. McLean needs to be on the left. Campbell on the right. Fletcher up front on his own, supported by Nick
1: Powell. Yeah, the thing is, most of us are take a point away from home. Defensively, you need to be solid away from home, and and, and to be fair, I can't really say we weren't good at the back today. The goal, all right, we we sort of a bit sloppy before it. We can give away the corner. The goal's a good goal. There's there's no to me. It's a good it's a good finish. It's their only real chance to be honest? Yeah. To be honest, Davis went top with a clean kit. But they did that for the majority of the game, they were just waiting. They were just sitting back and waiting for us. You come and break us down, because we couldn't, we couldn't break them down. And the reality is they had one chance to score. And the thing is, we were that lethargic at times. They, they had so much time to get organized against us. Very surprised we scored us all, to be honest. Well, yeah,
0: to be honest, I didn't see a goal. I didn't see, there was no creativity, we were struggling. But when Taris Campbell came on, things did start improving. We were breaking down the right-hand side. And I noticed when we were watching the game that everything was coming through Campbell down the yeah. right. Yeah. He was rushing the ball forward. He was trying to get in spaces. And he was cracking their defence open. that had been a very steady all-game, really. we at
1: walking pace before. Both, both goalkeepers had nothing
0: to do today, to be honest. I mean, we didn't have a shot on target till the Nipal no. one. That was a bit of a scudger chance. Well, it took very a massive Very difficulty. scrappy, yeah. Their goal was well taken, I can't think it was with Djokovic, but somebody took it and it was a well taken goal. A good, it's
1: a good header, there's no there's no doubt in that, and the thing is, Davis is full strategy. I can't really look at the goalkeeper in that situation. Like I say, I genuinely thought, come of that goal, I thought that would win the game, because it didn't look like any goals coming from either side before then. And Fletcher had a good chance first half at the stanchion, with the crossbar, But and that, there wasn't a great deal really, like, you, like you've already said, I think it's a point gained really.
0: Like I say, we were the better side really, but if we won the game 1-0 today, I think it would have been a well deserved win, again it's, we defended okay, I'm very, it's this midfield that's worrying me now, something that I felt comfortable with last season, all of a sudden now is looking a bit shaky, Clu- we're not utilising Klukas, Clu- John Obey McHale looks miles off the pace, and really isn't bringing anything new. It's no, no improvement. It, it doesn't seem like an improvement. He seems like we've completely changed the system to fit in
1: how he likes to play or how he wants to be suited in. Yeah. So I don't really understand. I can I can count on five separate occasions where he was giving the ball away quite sloppily, where there was no real pressure on him. That concerns me. But I think Klukas was guilty of that today as well at times. Clucas was quite poor today,
0: and I, and I think it's all all down to this system that we're playing. I think he's not he's not getting in the right areas, he's not moving as well as he normally does. And I to be honest, to be honest, I'm a bit worried about what's going on at the moment with the way we play. I mean, it's not as bad as Man United like because they're literally falling apart. I I'm, I am kind of worried that it's going to be a bit of a stale. Season, if we carry yeah. on like this. This system's got to go. I mean, I've even put hashtag change the system out today on Twitter to try and get people behind the hashtag.
1: If he sticks to this system, we will not concede a great lot of goals. But we won't score a lot <laughs> either. We won't score a lot either. And, and that's the thing. And It's what what do the fans really want because over the last couple of years, we have shipped goals at times. We've been sort of kamikaze at the back at times and I don't know is this his way of stopping the rot at times And but the thing is some of the performances in the cup a bit, we've looked so much more well I
0: mean we were brilliant against Aston Villa I mean I know second half we were sitting back and there was a lot of chances where it's we were against, breaking yeah. but we played brilliant against Premier league side away from home remember this that's where this system does work when you're playing against the side that's well above you got more quality got more talent that's when you do play this system that's why yeah. i don't mind it away and if we don't get the points fair enough you have to take it on the chain we haven't got yeah. the players yet but when we're at home and we're playing it's teams like birmingham and teams like bristol city were no one yet again yesterday they're in a fantastic form which so which makes me think, yeah, fair enough, that was probably yeah. the result that was going to come. But for me, I just don't see where this
1: system is working at all. Not at all Not at all Not when we've got quite a few good attacking players who are sat on the bench and not, not getting a look in. I'm finding it difficult
0: to understand why we're playing as young players in the Cup and they're doing well, they're beating Premier League sides. But then we're not putting it in. Fair enough, at the start of the game I was a bit annoyed that Nathan Collins wasn't in, but apparently apparently fractured his hand in training yesterday or the day before. So that's why he couldn't play today. Which is fair enough. But I don't sound why like bringing James Chester will prove that. I think having a Harry Suter was again brilliant today. Won everything in the air. Profit on looks, the Looks looks a real yeah. good player. For me, if we don't go up in the next couple of years, he's going to move for big money to the Premier League. Well, he had a
1: points during the second half where it was last-ditch challenge, and it didn't seem phasing whatsoever. It just, for me, looks That's his position, for me. Who's next to him is up for debate, but... To me... Collins, for me. Yeah.
0: I it, think it's Nathan Collins. I, I put a question out, I think, on Thursday. I asked the fans, do you think it's time... Do you, well, does does Michael O'Neill have a case? These Suter and yeah. Collins are better than Chester and Bat, and everyone agreed that Suter and Collins are better players. Yeah, and I mean, should be I choice. can't
1: really, I can't really moan too much at Chester today because I don't. I, to be honest, I think at times he we worked well with with Suter. This can't really sit there and say he had a bad game, but like I say, I, I think Suter's is. It's gift wrap for me at the moment. I, I don't see he should be the, one of the first names, but there's one or two who I, other players who I think should be first on the sheet in the arms. Tyrus Campbell being one of them. Yeah, Tyrus
0: Campbell needs started down. Well, it's because we don't play wingers, so we're not utilizing his best players like McLean and Campbell. Just change the system at home. Yeah. Just change this, this dying system that's making us defensive at home. I mean, purely had this system that is, it it's defensive, and it's annoying me. Yeah. Right. So let's be honest. It was a stubborn game. Stubborn Blackburn side. Blackburn, Birmingham side that we played today, and we couldn't break through.
1: No. Did, the thing is, he's done it before when they've come down Stoke, where they sit in five at the back, far at the and, back, and yeah. they just wait. They're just waiting, and they did that last season against us. Yeah. And thing is the only real shining light they've got on their side was Sanchez he was the only one who had any real creativity could move was getting the ball down he was he was isolated and, and the thing is first off you're looking at him thinking these are these are beatable these they're not they're not sometimes teams turn up at Stoke and you think we'll do well getting anything today Well, it's... They, they are a great side
0: the thing is when you're playing when they're playing five at the back you've got to have Bits of skill or real quality on the ball to get round and great chances. Yeah. And the fact is we didn't. Right, so we'll go into player ratings. Yeah, we'll so, start Davies. Well, he had no chance for the goal. No chance at all. And yeah. to be honest, after that he did nothing. It was, he, he had, nothing, had, to, he had, to, he had yeah. nothing to do really. Like I say, he went off with a completely clean kit. I, I don't think he had anything at all
1: to he do. Cou- he had a cu- couple of moments where he had come out of his goal, which he does well anyway. He did it well yeah. at Preston last week if he's got to come out quick off his goal line he's he's there but like I say the only chance they created was the actual goal yeah, some, and, he did stand the chance. Actually, and that was a bit
0: yeah. sloppy to be honest from James Chester uh, I'll give him a 6 yeah, yeah. I, can't, I can't go any higher than that cause yeah. if, if he hadn't conceded a goal it would be a seven, 7 so yeah, it's one of them right uh, Tommy Smith pretty much had Christian Pedersen in his pocket to be honest but he wasn't forcing the issue enough he wasn't because he played as more a winger today rather than a right back I know they were slotting going forward and backwards but he didn't force the issue enough he wasn't breaking enough and creating enough chances Crossing to cross well his right. crosses were just Wayless. all over the place I'm going to give him a five
1: to yeah. be honest Tommy Smith yeah I'll go 5 I didn't see any shining light in him today well next play a shame because we didn't see
0: those incredible crosses like against Villa and he was put in today to try and force his way into the squad. And to be honest, I think he let himself down. Yeah. And that's uh, Josh time.
1: There was moments. He had his moments where he was getting down the flank and he and he was and he was getting to the byline. But his final ball was, yeah, was out of sh- It was. It was horrendous. And there was a point second off where there was a simple pass to him, and he literally just went straight over his foot and out for a throw. And and he's just thinking. Do the simple things right as well, Josh. Do, do you know what I mean? You, you can't... I felt a little bit sorry for him at times because he had no real outlet at times. Fletcher kept dropping deep, leaving Gregory on his own. He was getting balls in the box. I saw three or four that didn't even touch any of the box <laughs> straight yeah. past them. But to be fair, they weren't in the box either, way. They I mean, I, I just, again, tactic-wise,
0: I don't understand why we've got two big, big men up top When we've got no one behind them supporting them, you just onto it. It's the system for me. It doesn't work unless he's going to bring Campbell in alongside Fletcher to try
1: and put a bit of pace in to try and move the ball a bit quicker and all that stuff. For me, though, from a coaching perspective, you should not have one of your strikers crossing the ball to your other striker in the box, which Gregory did for Fletcher in the second half. If your wingers or your midfielders aren't doing that job,
0: yeah, they aren't sporting quick enough. They aren't, no. they aren't getting up the pitch quick enough, and that's the problem I'm looking at. Timon was doing his best to get up and down, but his crosses were poor because everything in the first half was coming through Timon. Yeah. But his crosses were terrible. Doing yeah. going over, then he did two that were over and knew any of the man, and then his other one went down the ground when they're all like, well, oh. I wanted that in the air. Yeah. So it's poor decisions. I'll give him another five. Yeah. A, a five. Sloppy performance, really. Like I say, he ran up the channels well, but the final ball was poor. Right, James Chester, he won't want to see that corner again. No. Shouldn't be in. Shouldn't be in, not good enough. Don't know why we signed him. Said this at the start of the season, said it when we brought him in on loan. Don't know why we give him a contract. There's no point in in James Chester in this team. he's
2: made
1: a mistake, can not he, with the corner. But in fairness, for for the majority of the game he hadn't done a great lot wrong during the game I can't really sit there and say he'd had a terrible game
0: but if that was Nathan Collins that would have been very clear Yeah, we saw that against Villa he was absolutely all over him every time they broke forward Collins last stage tackle interception getting his head in the right place he's just a better player yeah. and it's frightening for me that we've got academy players that are massively better than two centre backs we've brought in to yeah. be so called first choice frightening Absolutely yeah. frightening, and to, to be honest, to today chess nearly cost us cost us a point. He, he was poor for me. Yeah. He he did nothing wrong, but he did nothing else either. And the only time we needed him was when he needed to he that ball away. He, he was watching his man. Yeah. Can't do that. He's 30 nearly, nearly 32 years of age. He's been, it, he's played over 400 games, over 50 caps for Wales, and he doesn't now read the ball.
1: Yeah. I mean the thing is, it, to me the other reason he's played is. It's through that injury. Yeah, he's crap. I can't see yeah. why he'd get in it after the yeah. performance in the week from. The only Palace. thing
0: I'm hoping is they give him a one-year deal. That's the only thing I know. I don't think it is, but I'm hoping they'll give him a one-year deal. Terrell, what we should have done at the start of the season, I'm going to do at the end. Terrell, yeah. it's quite obvious I'm not a fan. Yeah, yeah. There's quite there's quite anger in you. Both yeah, there. I'm not <laughs> a fan. I'm really not a fan. Uh, right for me, player of the game, Ariasuti. Yeah. He's Confident, bring the ball forward, won everything in the air. For me, got next. We've got a centre back now. We've we've got a solid young centre back that we can build from. now. Yeah,
1: and I wouldn't. I'd do everything in our power to make keep him happy as well because he, he's he's ready now.
0: He's always great. He's, he's, ready. Ready. But he's for me at the moment. Till Collins comes in and proves himself in the championship. Harry was our best defender. He's ready. I think he's the next Ryan Shawcross. I really do. Yeah. Watch him play. But not only that, he's got the creative style. Today he was spreading passes left, right, he yeah. were breaking from them.
1: He does everything simple. I just, to me, he's it's not it's not that player He needs to be in and out. He needs to be in ESPN now. In and staying in. At the end of the day, I understand why he's chopping and changing a little bit with these cup games being on a Thursday. But that's it now. But, the yeah, now it's league and that's it and, and let's let's get him in and keep him in
0: yeah for me man of the match for me today i'm gonna to give him a seven good performance today from our to a yeah I'll, I'll i'll go he, seven. He, he didn't go any high because of the clean she didn't get a clean sheet and plus you know I, I think that the other defenders let him down which is ridiculous the experienced players are letting him down and to be
1: honest i think he's our next captain he's a chance to be a captain in a few yeah. years he is Really. just before we continue I really wish I'd took that bet with you because it's now 6-1 <laughs> like I said 8-1 didn't I yeah. I said 8-1 bye bye Solskjaer over six and a half goals yeah I told you
0: <laughs> I had a feeling on 8-1 it's coming in wait till I see Sprogy on Saturday yeah, it's Monday can't wait for tomorrow now right so we're moving to the left wing back we brought in to play Left centre-back, which
1: is Morgan Fox. Um, he had a good chance first off. I mean, it was, it was one of the chances that uh, was created for Fletcher where he's, he's sort of gone round two players. To me, he had a shot. If it was him, he'd sort of gone on a driving run with it and then squared it. And I don't know, at, at times, he, he looked a little bit more lively today than I've seen in previous games. But why have we brought him?
0: This is the point, why, why have we brought a left wing-back? To now play centre left centre back. Yeah, we've got Indy. We've got anyone else. Yeah. Why are we playing a left back at left centre back? Well,
1: you might as well play Bat.
0: You, might as, well, you might as well play Bat or yeah. Indy. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a fan of them either. But I don't understand what he's doing. here I really. I. I I'm dead confused. I yeah. don't know what he's doing. Yeah. Brought a left wing back in. he played left wing back for Sheffield Wednesday, but because we didn't create enough chances against Preston and against Millwall and Bristol City so now he's put left wing back left and right wing backs at the wing instead of swapping the system
1: the only thing that concerns me and worries me a little bit is when Michael O'Neill come in he pretty much had what he was given and he had to utilise what he had within the squad now now he's had a transfer window and a pre-season is he capable of moulding what he's bought into what he wants to play well, as an international manager? That's what I'm saying. I'm not translating, but I'm just thinking most of his career is based on international football. Yeah, because apart from like not sec- well,
0: pretty much semi-pro level. It yeah, was younger in management.
1: Now he's gone out, and we've bought players. We bought Brown. We sat there last week thinking. Well, Brown will play every week. To be honest, I'm not impressed with a single one of his signings so far, except Stephen Fletcher.
0: I'm not. I'm not impressed by any of them. Fox, I just, I don't see an improvement in the team. You, I
1: thought you sort of liked Brown.
0: No, I like Brown. Yeah, that he's an obvious one. But he's a young lad. He can develop. Yeah. The thing is, when you're bringing in Fox and he's 27, you're bringing in Johnny McCall who's 33. You expect that he's coming and really improve, and for me, they look weaker. We look weaker with these two in the yeah. team. Johnny with we're going to go on to him soon. But I've just not been impressed at all by what we're doing. And I can't understand why we've got Martin Zindi, who's a natural left centre back, but we're playing Morgan Fox
1: there. Yeah. Do you not know, feel slightly funny that the fact of we're sitting here being negative about a game, but then in midweek, the fans are looking at games where we're beating Premier League yeah, sides well, away for yeah, yeah, the second time in a row? This now, is yeah. a great
0: result. This is the second time in a row where we've we've come away with one nil one 0 win over two Premier League sides in the League Cup and got ourselves into the quarter final, which is an incredible achievement, no question of it. And then we're coming into the league, watching drab, boring rubbish. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm sorry, but the championships more important. We do need to get fit. We do need to start marching on. And the way this system's working, the way he's putting his players in, is very worrying. It's very worrying. I don't understand what his logic is and how he's doing it the system doesn't make sense after four games I think we've had about three shots on target if that yeah, we look we look poor And it, the fact is that I, I don't understand what he's done because last season like you said when he didn't have a signing apart from obviously the couple in January he looked like he had a system that was working and then now all of a sudden he's changed his system
1: and we're looking rubbish and we're, I don't looking, we're, we're looking like we're going to drip over the line And pick it, the odd goal up And win a game and Yeah we're looking and poor He's giving yeah. one nils And in one ones And
0: nil 0s by the looks of it yeah. But before we go to rant, Let's finish it off So Fox 5 5 yeah 5 I'll Give I'm giving him a 5 Because he, he he did that run And that's literally all I can talk about Right Michel Artetti In a holding role Michael Just Artetti.
1: behind I thought it would be on that <laughs> a
0: better side. What? Michael Ortizer. I want him. Michael Ortizer. Uh, John Obi <laughs> McCall. It's because it's it's you said McCall, that's why. Uh, John Obi McCall sat behind Clucas and Oakley Booth. And to in the be ball honest. Most of the afternoon. Yeah, pretty much looked knackered, kept giving the ball away. What's happened to this superstar Chelsea player we brought in that we're all excited about? Mm, okay. Should we not have got excited again? Should we have just gone. Well, well, he
1: wasn't first choice at Chelsea. <laughs> not not regular, was he? No. Paul? Yeah. I just don't see where he's an improvement. I don't think he's... I'm not going to sit here and say he's a terrible player, because I don't think he is. No, But a I terrible don't player. think he's improving
0: as any. No, oh, no, he's coming, and I don't really understand why he's been brought in. I, I, I'll be honest with you, Macau and Fox, you know, two signings that the
1: manager's picked up massively... And nothing's improved. Just from my perspective, as if from the outside looking in, when Joe Allen's fit, and ready yeah, would instantly in. take Mikel I would, yeah. yeah.
0: If I was manager, I'd be taking Mikel straight out for Allen. Yeah, for Allen, yeah. No question about it. Because at the moment, he, fair enough, I've got to still give him that time because he probably isn't still match fit. He, he clearly doesn't look match fit from what I saw today. Every, every time he got the ball, he looked like he was straining... To move forward, he was straining to make the pass.
1: He looked knackered. But how many times are we going to sit here every Sunday going, he's still not match fit? Probably till the season. When then, is he <laughs> going to be match next fit? Next season, fit when he sounds a new Mikhail's deal. Mikel's leaving. Well, he never got match fit. <laughs> well, he, ne- he was never <laughs> fit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, I'll give him a four. I think his worst player on the pitch today, to be honest, you know, with Just uh, I'll give
1: him a five.
0: I'll give him He was, to be fair to him, though, he was linking up with Booth, but. I think he was the weak link in the midfield, to be honest. Right, so speaking of the devil, we'll go on to Oakley Booth. His foot works great. He seems to move in the right areas. I think with too.
1: pace around him, I think if he's got somebody to supply the ball to, he moves with him. He's yeah. very, he's very, he's a, like a lot of his players who are at walking pace today. Booth wasn't, he, he was trying to get forward, he was trying to make things happen. He didn't
0: look laboured like the other two did. He did look
1: laboured. No. And he, for,
0: like this, is what I'm, I'm struggling to understand. Last season, when then the season finished, the whistle blew. I I sat down and said, "Brilliant. At yeah. least we've got a settled midfield. We've yeah. got a comfortable midfield." And it seems like he's brought Obi McCall in, and the midfield's just gone bro Just gone worse. Klukas doesn't look the same playing. No. Oakley boots somehow got getting in the team regular now. But I don't understand why. He's the only one who wants to break forward. I mean, his shooting boots will literally. I think his boots were on the wrong way, the way he was finishing, but he's better than the other two. He's exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He makes something happen, and that's the thing. But incredibly, Klukas has gone from being our superstar midfielder to someone else we will go into him next, but I'll give Booth five.
1: I'm mean, going to give him a six, because I
0: thought at times
1: he was the only one who looked like making anything happen.
0: I'm going to give him a five, because his shooting was a diabolically he he got himself into some good positions Mm. but his end result again was dodgy and you can kind of understand why Nick Powell will probably go back in next week next game because he has to take them chances he has to make something happen when he gets in them areas he's still Mm. young yet so there's plenty of time for him to develop into what we need but I'll give him a five right joint second worst player of the game today Sam Cluckers and it's hard for me to say that because I love the man I think he was brilliant last he's season. He's all player of the season, wasn't he? He's our player of the season. He was absolutely fantastic this season. And I'm just wondering, is he upset because he didn't win player of the year? And he's, he's having a bit of a
1: meltdown. Yeah, I think he's a system. doesn't
0: suit him. It, it doesn't. He's, he seems too deep. He seems to be struggling to get up the pitch. He seems to be struggling. He seems like McCall isn't picking him. And he, he doesn't trust him and he's dropping back. He's, he, the, the whole system, because of McCall and that sitting role position, which is the Yankee. From the defense to the midfield, yeah. he's failing, yeah. and he's bringing Klukas back so they can make small, narrow passes. Which Birmingham was sitting back, going, "Yeah, carry on doing that. Yeah, you, yeah. you carry on, you carry on passing it sideways. With, with Barney. We've
1: got a nice little back line. And the in. same problem though, on the Nathan Jones. Yeah, exactly the, the same problem. Yeah, like when Ryan Woods used to play in the old, and and it wasn't his possession. And then when you see him get forward, things started happening, but it was just, it was just so narrow. Mm. It's, happening, it's happening again, yeah. to be honest. It's happening again.
0: Uh, four. Lucas joined yeah. with Mary McHale. midfield yeah, was that. poor again yeah. this week, I've got to be honest. Right, uh, a bit of a shiny notes. Fletcher, Stephen Fletcher. Cracked the ball, faced off, free kick. And we're still waiting for his first goal, but I think it will come. It's coming. It's yeah. coming. I, he, he's getting sharp, and I like it. I think the problem of problem today was obviously the partnership with Gregory. I, I, just, Didn't don't, really work, I yeah. just don't think it works having two big men up top. But Fletcher is the only up-top up player that I'm impressed with so far. He has got.
1: He's, he reads the game very well, and he's got a trick or two in him And I just think he needs somebody alongside him. A little bit younger, a little bit quicker. Who's gonna make them little runs when he's making these little one twos and these little back heels and flicks? Yeah. All these little Gr- flicks,
0: I think it's because he's grown his hair to look like a Spaniard or an argument. I innit? thought it was Zorro at first. Yeah, he no, he's <laughs> he's gone he's got like the old Italian greasy look anti to yeah. try and go, Hey Rebo <laughs> No that kind of stuff. It's good good to see though, he's been playing well, to be honest. Yeah. He's linking up, he's working well with what he's got. But again he's having to drop deep because the midfield aren't supporting yeah. because they are too deep and he's got the ability to make something happen yeah. so he's the, the only he needs man to middle. be higher up the pitch yeah. so he can just take his chances and that's all we need him to do perfect example Calvin Lewy does nothing except be in the box when those crosses and when those balls go in Yeah. if Fletcher's dropping back it's because the team isn't isn't really supporting him so he's dropping back and Gregory's sort of like wandering around but then he gets lost on the wing it's a mess at the moment and I yeah. think it is down to this system and I'll tell you what if Michael only doesn't change it I'm worried for his future to be honest I am, I'm generally oh. worried for his future if he doesn't change the system I've said before you should ban that system at the door yeah. he no chance hey, I him a seven, I thought he was good Yeah, he, was, he, he did well, apart yeah. from taking his chance he, he was good today Right, Lee Gregory had a, another chance late on, that he spewed all over the place again. Open goal, Adam as well. Yeah, he uh, the post himself, instead of Put putting, the ball, him, the, putting <laughs> the ball in the net, because it was literally the goal and nothing else. <laughs> all at the post. Uh, and then, yeah, give t- uh, gave himself a good knock off the post, once he, as well, in, the, in yeah. the first half. Yeah,
1: it took uh, a lot of clatter.
0: Kept moving on to the right wing for some reason, because obviously was, there was no movement around him. Get him out now. To be honest, I didn't like him last season. I still don't like him this season. He's so it miss. He's so it miss, and he, he drives no, he just him. Misses, he just misses a lot. <laughs> yeah, he misses a lot, but he, he, he can be a bit of a fox in the box now and again. He has composure. He is. He has good. He's good at holding the ball up. His movements to the right, trying to get the ball, and the most accurate crosses of the game. To be honest, yeah. It, there's that.
1: There's one part of his game that is good, but. Sorry, I just. Don't, I'll, I'm there, I'm oh, there, I, I don't to rate you. him. He's
0: not good enough for where we are. Everyone keeps forgetting we're in the Premier League for ten years. Gregory isn't good enough for what we want, no. especially with the small links to Daniel Sturridge. A chance we might be getting in.
1: We're desperate for him. I've got to be honest. Yeah. I know he's got injury problems, but if we can get him over the door, well, he won't. He won't have worry about him. injury problems at Stoke because we don't run, so yeah, he's only got yeah, to walk, he's
0: just got to walk, and shoot every <laughs> now and again, uh, four, no five I'll give Gregory, because at least he did, I, I
1: can't right say, right a te- he wasn't terrible. a goal, he wasn't a goal, he was Josh. but as far as, his older yeah, his player his, goes, older goes, players his rate rates, rates, everything
0: he's, else, it's why he's so frustrating, because, he's like 80% off, being a top, a, a good player, yeah. he's, he's not far off, it's just, he, he misses, sitters, yeah. and he, he, he it's fair, it's fair enough when you had Sidibe and Fuller together, because they were a great partnership, because Sidibe was one of the greatest players going for knocking the ball on and holding the ball up. But it didn't matter that he missed sitters, because Fuller went and took his chances when he set him through. Yeah. So he, they worked together lovely. Lovely. <laughs> Absolutely was a beautiful human being, family Sidibe. Right, Powell substitutes, came on. Came on the seventy-second, maybe we went jumped in a bit early there. Yeah, yeah. A bit bit <laughs> Powell, there. Powell came off uh came on for booth. Right place and right time substitution. I will give him credit for that substitution. We, we needed him at that time. Yeah, it was good
1: they were a good double substitution, really. Even McLean, yeah, he's off he's not he's another one who's not much fit, but he still made a difference. He's still chasing every ball, he's still getting amongst everybody, he's still because he, he's strong as well and, and he'll cause problems and like I say Powell we looked slightly scoring as soon as he comes the, the thing is with Powell and I keep saying this
0: he, he does nothing he's, he's a bit like a luxury player he does nothing but he's always in the right place at the, right <laughs> yeah. the right time and that, that's what I've got to say about him the thing is when I look at him I don't think he's a midfielder to be honest I think he's a centre forward Yeah, I think he's a, a loose centre forward he, he drifts in the right places he knows what he needs he to Knows do. where to be you can see why man united had him you can see why stoker have decided bringing him in from Wigan, where he's had a good couple of seasons where well, he did pretty much play as a centre forward behind their forward line i can understand why i brought him in and today he was a bit of an helping hand from Birmingham, but he got the equaliser and right he won for Powell's. right place, right time. Just yeah. right place. He just popped up, bang, goal. Yeah. And he, he was out of nothing, basically. And that's what Powell does bring you. And and I, I know that we're playing deep, but it was because we've changed the system round again, then all of a sudden we scored a goal. And this is what frustrated me. He brought Campbell onto the right, he put Campbell's in, assist for the goal. He put McLean up front, he put Fletcher up front with Powell behind it worked yeah. it worked why don't you play that yeah. all from the beginning Uh-oh. back
1: to that system please at home you want Tyrese Campbell running at the left back it's as simple as that
0: well I'll give Powell six yeah, I think he Well, no, was saying that, I'll give him a seven yeah, get, you, you it, he was only on the pitch for a while and yeah. he took his chance I, uh, goal turn <laughs> <dropped. laughs> Yeah, he played, performed well right so same time as well 72nd minute Campbell came on for Gregory which to be honest I was cheering at at that point he, he made the difference he did when he came on Tyrus Campbell yeah, he, he was so creative breaking down dropping his shoulders every, step every, some couple of beautiful bits of trickery every now and again he needs to be on the pitch every yeah. day. get this system out of the way and let's start getting this proper right. system in place and going for it because the thing is now we've got Collins and Suter at the back hopefully from the next game onwards we're going to have a centre back pairing that's only going to grow only going to get stronger don't need to play free at the back of that system let's get Fox out as a left back so we can start judging him properly Smith on the right Campbell in front of him, McLean on the left and let's sort this midfield out as well yeah. and get McCall out and probably bring Powell I think McCall might even flourish at, is that, it's a normal midfield not until he's fit I think he should be playing the cup matches till he gets some himself sharp in the under 23s till that sharpness comes back yeah. he's wasting the ball too much and it's causing our midfield to drop deeper and yeah. deeper and it was a big problem today
1: better sides I probably us today. yeah
0: basically yeah. so uh, I'll, I'll give Campbell another 7 he was yeah. he was great today Campbell was when he came on
1: and again you're looking at
0: it you change the system and I thought you, if it wasn't for Gregory we could have won the game if he took that chance we could have won that game because of the system changed to well, be you team.
1: look at the time of the substitution if campbell had come on the 60 minutes yeah that's I mean. what i mean do you know what i mean and then you got off an hour then
0: and then of course it's first minutes add had some real aggression and late energy to the game which was james mclean when he came on for of josh timon yeah. which was deserved as well because to be fair Tymon was struggling getting up and down consistently his crosses were poor and mclean did come on and, and give that aggression that we needed up the top end pushing us forward getting some great movement in and a couple of good crosses towards the end as well. Yeah, I
1: think with Timon, I think he is probably a better suited, suited player away from home because when there's always a bit more space away from home. Most teams at home don't sit back like we have today. They go for it. They want to win. Timon will have pace to burn him away from home. And he did at Preston at times. He had so much space going down that flank at Preston because teams will pl- at home you open up. Yeah. And and the thing is, he will do well. McLean's a bit of a different player. He's got more Mc- strength. McLean, he's, he's, he's got
0: aggression. He, yeah. He, he just smacks down that wing yeah. and moves you out the way. Tight games, McLean will battle. He, he'll battle you through and that, that's that's why I still believe he's still first choice. I still say, it like I do now and again, I think when timing does get a bit more strength behind him, he gets a bit older and a bit more used to playing... Mm-hmm he will overtake McLean by the end of the season. Yeah. But at this moment in time, we need McLean on the left and we need Campbell on the right. We need to go back to the system we were playing last season, what was getting us wins. Because if he carries on like this, he's going to lose his job. Simple mm. as this, because we'll turn on him. I know what the Stoke fans are like. They will turn on him because this is poor. It's very poor. And I know we've picked up four points, which is great, really, for how poor we've been playing. But it needs to improve. It really does. Yeah. Right, stuffs not used. Butland bats. Brown and Thompson. Butland's pretty
1: much gone.
0: Well, we've heard reports today that Butland and the Angus Gunn situation might actually be happening now. Three transfer swaps each way. Yeah. A nice player to sit on the bench, a player that might think he's number one but he's not going to replace him now. He's it could, out, so. I've heard
1: that it could be a loan with a view to permanence. Before Angus Gunn? For Butland, because Birmingham are entitled to a percentage of the sale. So he's got to go for a fee at some point. Um Because they've had a percentage. on not play it out on loan, for God's sake. Yeah, but it's a view to permanence. Yeah, so. well, if he doesn't do well,
0: they're going to send him back again, aren't we? Yeah. And then we lose him for nothing. Get him sold. Yeah. If you don't sell him, stick him on the bench. No, I'm in mean, no rush to sign Angus Gunn. Let's, no. let's be honest. Right. So Michael O'Neill overall, I'll give him a. Two. I'll give him a six. I'll give him a six because the system was poor at the beginning but at least he made up for it by changing it and bringing his his subs worked and he got us an equaliser and almost got us a win so I'll give him a six because of his substitutions right next bit it's question time oh no it's a serious question time right
1: I've been told I'm not allowed a pen this week not allowed a pen so you've got to figure it out because I can't keep clicking
2: it (laughs) yeah
0: after last week I can only apologise people for his annoying antics uh, right. So this player played for Stoke City on the left side. Played with Javier Zanetti, Samuel etu Wesley Sneijder, Kevin De Bruyne, Andy Carroll.
1: How am I was supposed to do this, though?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I've just told you the players. You see, oh, you've, got, you've got, you've got, you the Stoke City player now that played with those players. They're all quite recent, recent as well. Quite, yeah, cool. it's a recent player. So he's played with Hulk, Xavier Zanetti, Kevin De Bruyne, Samuel Etu, Wesley Snyder, and Andy Carroll in his past.
1: He's the curveball, Carroll. <laughs> oh no, he isn't. No, he isn't. I think I know who it is.
0: You think you know who it is? Yeah, I think so. I think, to be honest, it's an easy one this time because my original one was actually even easy because they asked four people at work and they all got it with him five seconds. Yeah. So I was like, I think um, I know who it is. You think you know who it is? Mm. Well, you can tell me in the next bit then.
1: Yeah.
0: Right, so we've got a special guest in a bit, but first we're going to talk about the transfers because it's near enough done now. We've well, only got a couple of days. Tomorrow, is it? Tomorrow. Yeah. Still not enough leaving in my eyes. No. I'm hoping there's going to be a last ditch and seven players leaving yeah. <laughs> in one kind of go. Um, I've still got a feeling Daniel Sturridge will be signing before the winter finishes. Mm. I've got a feeling he'll come stoke. Is he still down Grove? He's still trading with Kidsgrove at the moment. Yet yeah. he was very heavily linked to Sheffield United, but the, as the, Re and Brewster signed for them this week, it looks heavily that they're not interested in stories as much anymore. So Brewster seems a more likely uh, investment anyway. A better investment. That's that. exactly what Bournemouth said about Solanke, and look what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's one of them where I don't know. There doesn't seem to be a lot of stuff happening on players leaving apart from obviously the rumours today of Jack Butland, Bowen and Birmingham Nothing at all. I, I think that's is the one at West Brom, which is a bit of a strange one. Well, that was last week, and it's gone quite since. Yeah, I think they were trying to get a cheeky little two, three million pound deal over the line. Which, to be honest, I'd, let go I'd probably it. let him go for three, four million. To be honest, yeah. at this point in time, just get him out the door. Yeah, but it's one of them there's there's still time go yet and and I still think still can't finish yet I still think there's maybe a couple on loan maybe a couple on loan coming in because to be honest it's quite if you want to contend with this system then for me a couple of players need
1: to come in to improve this I hope not I hope that this isn't it for the season I really do I don't think anyone will come in personally I think if anything happens people will go
0: I think people are going to go, but I, I still have a feeling down the might market chance. I think storage is a big shot in the dark. I do. Nobody's changing in Stoke. It's a big clue, really, isn't it? to be honest with you, crew. <laughs> Why would you have a crew? It's because they can't afford anything. Well, they're locked down. You've <laughs> <We're great>. had <laughs> a COVID scare. Uh, yeah, I think um, there's a chance on storage. Nothing on Barham, which I'm not, not surprised at all about. I can't see them going anywhere, anywhere near soon because they just... I've got a sneaky feeling Gregory or Vokes might go as well. I think there's going to be a couple of shocks in this in this yeah. close time I think there'll be a shock leave. I do. I think Butland. I'm hoping Butland's done. But again, if it's a loan, well, we can't loan him. He's only got one year left on his deal. We can't yeah. loan him out. No. So it's got to be it's got to be a payment deal. It can't be a view to pay because at the end of that year, he's, he's contracts up. It's, it's got to be a fee to it then. So it's got to be. It's got to be a fee involved or something. It's got to be a swap deal or. Yeah. Or but saying that. I mean only Stoke could get relegated with a player that's worth 20 to 25 million and two seasons later looking at getting rid of him for nothing oh, it's only Stoke you know why didn't they just sell him when he first came down like I said sell him and get somebody in who's prepared to stay at this division
1: Yeah.
0: because we are always scared he was going to go anyway his head went from the first game he never really recovered from it and well, his head Newcastle, the Newcastle
1: did the exact same thing when they got relegated The first thing they did was sell Michael Owen. Why? Because he was the only one of any real value at the time. So everybody else didn't really matter if you lost a little bit on him. The thing is, you've got to be careful when you've got... Because let's face it, everybody who's not a Stoke fan in the Premier League at that point, when we went down, would have gone, I wonder where Butland's going. Because at the time, Butland was our biggest player, really. We to be honest, down. I'd probably say it was Alan.
0: To be honest, his biggest player at that time. Mm. But, but Butland, on that list as well. Yeah, even even Butland. I mean, to be honest, I would cash them both really and charge rebuild the squad. But it's one of them now. We can't go any favour with that kind of system. And let's hope there's some coming in. I mean, if Sturridge came in and we could keep him fit, let's be honest, we, he could be exactly what
1: we're dying out for in this system. Because we now deadly Dad and Sturridge as when He's in front of goal. I think Storage would have already signed if it wasn't for the fact that nobody's come in for Vokes or Gregory.
0: Well I think this is what it happens. I think if we get three or four of them players who want out on loan or gone there's a chance then we go Daniel get in yeah. for a season to, to see what he can do. Yeah. And then Czech will come Carvalho and uh, Ricardo Ferriere yeah. and then also Ashley Cole so we can rebuild the Chelsea side. <laughs> though. I'm still not getting away from that here joke. But right so we'll go to this the first clue of the quiz question go on then he worked under jose mourinho and steve mclaren
1: steve mclaren yeah steve mclaren was his manager at one point oh you've thrown me a little bit now <laughs> you have thrown me with my, with not be with the brawl. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I know me.
0: exactly why i thought I've, I've, I've lost this i'll pull it
1: back <laughs> Because everybody I'm thinking of, when you said about them players, I'm pretty certain he's played with all of them, just judging by the clubs, but McLaren has thrown me a little bit. <laughs> Can I ask a, a side clue? Right, like go Was Was McLaren managing in the Premier League at this point? Who? McLaren. No. So he played for him elsewhere? Yeah, outside of England. Yeah. Outside of England, yeah. Well, that might pull me back in slightly. <laughs> I think. Okay. Right, okay, fair
0: enough. So, hello Ange, how are you today?
2: Uh, I'm alright, thank you. Uh, How are you?
0: A bit bored after the game. How are you feeling?
2: I thought the, the result was disappointing, but having supported Stoke for many years, we all know that it's after the Lord Mayor's show, We've had two good results in the Cup. I think everybody was quite high expecting us to beat Birmingham, who have improved their squad since we last played them. But I I basically felt that the formation was the wrong one, as many Stokes supporters did today. And we shot ourselves in the foot. And to be perfectly honest, when they scored, I thought we're going to lose this 1-0. So uh, in respect to the result, I guess I'm happy that we got a point. After 80 minutes, I thought we were dead and buried. But looking
0: at the the game, I thought we we should have taken them. They they were right for the taking, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean they were because they were poor, really, weren't they? they? were sitting back. But this formation just completely leaves us toothless. It's been four games now in the championship where we've looked really struggling with ideas to break forward and second half when he made the subs he actually went back to a similar formation that we played last year and we're having a, a bit of joy and we scored an equaliser and nearly towards the end of, could have won it
2: yeah I, I, I just don't understand when you're defending as we are then it's quite obvious that Fletcher and Gregory were coming back to try and get the ball because there was nothing nothing going up front for them so they were coming further and further back I don't think Lucas has played well this season they clearly miss the creativity of Powell. And when Powell's not playing, I do wonder where the creativity is coming from. And James McLean will always give you that umph. If there's no fans in or there's, the place is full, he will always keep going. And I think he, he'll be disappointed, Michael O'Neill. I, I know he said they've got to manage the squad through and there's loads of games between now and Christmas. But there's a two-week break for most of them. And I just felt, as I said, it's... Um, it, it's,
0: it was the wrong formation today. It says, I'm, I'm getting a bit worried about it. I mean, there's a lot of people who are getting a bit, well, a bit ahead of themselves, thinking that could lose his job. And we're on about it today, actually. That can you see, with this formation that he seems to really like now, can you see us improving in the future with the way this team's playing?
2: I, I think he will get to the stage where he realises that um, we haven't got enough as a football club to score a multitude of goals. We're going to make all our matches by, we're going to win if we're going to win by one or two goals, and then that's like we have a bit of a festival if we score two goals, don't we? So, I think he's, he will see enough to realise that if we're not just going to be a a mid-table team, that he's going to have to change things, and and maybe he's just setting up his team at the start of the season to see how how it progresses. I, I don't believe for a minute he'll stick he'll stick with that. I, I think he, he, he'll he change the formation, he has to. If he wants to progress, and he, he's, a, he's a clever man, he's ambitious, uh, but I always think his fallback will be the same as he was with Northern Ireland, which is, uh, we're not gonna lose this, which is almost like a previous manager that we had, who did incredibly well at Stoke City, and you know, I mean, the capped one. So uh, if you don't lose, you're okay, but I, he will realize very quickly that we're gonna win more matches than we're going to do. And you look at the amount of chances we've created in league matches, and that, to me, is the big worry. He's going to, at some point, have to think to himself, "Okay, do I dare risk this cup team? And I think he will eventually.
0: Yeah, I mean, the cup team has absolutely been brilliant, to be honest. I mean, the youngsters that are coming in have been brilliant. I think we missed Nathan Collins today, to be honest.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we did. I mean, he's he got a crack bone in his hand and um, I'm sure that was just the the little, the little bit left that meant, OK, well, he played a full game even though Harry Souter played a full game and I think that would be why he thought, I'm not playing them both. Now he's got a, a, a damaged hand, I won't play him. So I understand that they're both young, but eventually, you know, people are young enough, they're good enough. If they're good enough, they're young enough and that's all that matters. And I, I do think he will change the team in the coming weeks. I think those two might be our centre-back pairings. You look, you look at the goal we conceded and it was, again, a very poor goal to concede.
0: Yeah, to be honest, it was one of the most experienced players we've got on his back line today, in James Chester, who... I'm still struggling to understand why we've signed him at this moment in time. And we've got two incredible young players that are coming through. Fair enough, we've still got Ryan Shawcross, who so we, we still aren't sure if he's going to be fit or not, or has any more future as a professional player but I don't understand how we've brought two experienced centre-backs in these two young players that we've got coming through are actually far better than the experienced players in every way possible at the moment I mean, college well, performance. I'm
2: mean, i a bit like yourself I, I, I don't see what James Chester brings to the party that we didn't already have there'll be a lot of people from Aston Villa that, that would disagree I don't see it but Michael O'Neill likes him. I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of Jordan Thompson when he got in, but Jordan Thompson was a revelation in the last couple of matches he's played. So let's just hope we see something with James Chester soon enough. I've still got a feeling that with a few days of the transfer window to go, if it's domestic sales and purchases and loans, if there are going to be any sales this year, I've got a feeling that he might still be trying to couple of bring a couple of players in. I'm sure he'll want a couple of more, but of course... That will depend if we can get a couple out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, there's been heavy rumours over the last two weeks, which don't seem to be going away. On Daniel's stories. Now, what what are your feelings on that signing?
2: My feelings are as much as he's been an excellent player. I I would prefer him not to come to Stoke. He'll go, probably if he doesn't come to Stoke, he'll probably go elsewhere and score a hatful. If he comes to Stoke, he'll injure himself first game and we'll have another passenger. That's how I feel about players of that ilk. I just look back at Michael Owen and some of the other players that we've had that have have been former greats. I I just don't think it's the right move for Stoke. I do think that Jack Butland will go. I know there's talk already of him going to Southampton with, I think it's Angus Gunn coming the other way. That, I think, move would suit all parties. With the exception probably of Davis, But Davis will know that there's got to be a Backup goalkeeper and he waited long enough For his time and if Angus Gunn Does come to Stoke then he'll have to do the same
0: Well yeah to be fair because Angus Gunn Isn't going to get in that that number one Shirt, well he can wear the number one shirt But he isn't going to be the first choice At the moment because Adam Davis has been a revelation To be honest over over this season And you know what,
2: sorry to talk Over you but I think one of the reasons Stoke improved so much was because the defence felt confident. Jack butland has been an excellent goalkeeper and probably will be again. But his confidence is probably minus rock bottom, um, even worse than whatever rock bottom can be. Um, and I think it will benefit all parties for Jack to move on. The biggest bonus for Adam Davis is his ball distribution and the way you can see it even more in matches where there's no crowds. The way he shouts at the defence and tells them what to do, he's He's very good at organising and leading his back three, four or five, whatever system we play. And I've been very impressed with
0: him. It's just the improvements of the youth players that's come through that's been impressing me. And it does look like the future is a bit bright. So like you said, Jordan Thompson, you've got Oakley Booth that's breaking through. I've not been impressed with John Obey McCall, I've got to be honest, but obviously he isn't fit. Um, what do you reckon to the forward line? Do you think this is probably it for Lee Gregory? Do you reckon there's a chance that he could be going? Because... I can't see this, understand this two big men at the top because I think it is pulling the squad out of place in many ways. And I I can't understand why Campbell isn't going in there because he's got that bit of trickery. He's good at breaking forward and he takes chances as well. If you give him half a chance in the box, he'll bury it. And I I just don't understand why he's not playing. There's there's a lot of things at the moment I'm not understanding with the way Michael O'Neill's picking or using the squad that he's got available like for example playing morgan fox as a a left centre-back rather than putting indy there for example i mean to be honest now you've got this good job at radio stoke and you're now pretty much a part-time presenter do with we? well not pretty much a presenter now full-time now aren't you pretty much well i'm um, you know
2: I'll, I'll leave you to decide whether i'm any
0: good enough oh you're good don't worry about that. You are good. You're better, well, than you
2: better get that in the podcast. Don't edit that out. Uh,
0: no, that's gone, Alice. Don't worry about. <laughs> First thing gone now. <laughs> um, so, how are you? How are you enjoying your new role with BBC Radio Stoke?
2: Um, listen, if um, if Signal had have still been carrying on to do sport, you, as you know, I did it for Signal. I, I wouldn't have left. But because Signal have stopped doing sport, and uh, Radio Stoke contacted me and asked if I. would uh, originally, I was going to be a summariser at the games, but of course uh, that changed, and people like Nigel couldn't go to the games. And it was nice to hear Nigel again today. Um, so I, I obviously jumped at the opportunity, and I've really enjoyed it. And it's quite nice to um, be given the ability to uh, to, ju- to just say what I think. There's, there's not, no, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to say anything that I think would cause trouble in in, in terms of BBC language, but just things today like speaking to people like Gary Miller who I know quite well I feel in a position where I can I can ask things that maybe some of the other people can't because I know the personnel a little bit better and it does help when you when you know the personnel and uh, I thought Gary was quite interesting today when he said um, that Tom Edwards was still young I think he said he was 21 that his time will come and but um, he was very pleased that people like Lassie Sorensen had gone out on left to get to get experience, and Harry Souter's a perfect example of that. I thought Harry Souter did very well again today, he didn't put a foot wrong midweek, and he's obviously learned his trade by playing in a lower division. Maybe Stoke will um, get, if Tom Edwards doesn't go on a permanent, which I I personally hope he doesn't, uh, maybe Stoke will get a better player when he comes back, because if I'm being honest, I, I think Tom is probably up as good as some of the people that are replacing him at the moment. I don't
0: know what you think. Yeah, I I, I think there's a bit of future in Tom Edwards. I I think he does need a loan, to be honest. I I think he needs to get out there and get a bit of experience and have a good season out in maybe League One, a Blackpool or a Fleetwood, for example, and then come back with a a bit more strength and a bit more experience. But when we're being linked to that Freeman who's been released to Sheffield United, who's played like five games in two years... I'd rather keep Tom Edwards, <laughs> if you know what I mean. It's...
2: Absolutely, the same here. But going back to the team, we haven't had a shot on target, virtually a shot on target, in, in 170 minutes of home football. Why on earth would you not now change to 4 2 3 1? Um, like we did today and we scored within minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
2: I... then you look dangerous and more positive. And then you go back to players like Tom. If you're going to play that defensive formation, you need people that can get up the pitch and get the crosses in. I think Tom's quite good at that. I also think he can defend, um, and that's what we need. So, yes, I would agree with you that um loan would be the best move at all
0: yeah I think when we look at the players we have got we have got he's, he, he's, we all know he's got to go back to the 4-2-3-1 uh, whatever it is we We'll play that, my head went completely there I was just saying numbers drawing, <laughs> it was 4 two, 3 one that's what i
2: said
0: <laughs> yeah he's got to go back to that system because it was so successful last year it got us the big results the big wins as well that were coming and it's a bit it's not majorly disappointing but, it's, but the excitement has pretty much been like a massive punch in the face again because I thought with his own players coming in and with you know like players like John Obi McCall, who's you know done it at the ice level and Stephen Fletcher that's been a very experienced goal scorer in his day I was very excited for the start of this season but what this system change has completely punched me in the face and it's kind of knocked me back in many ways and it's it, it's disappointing but you know, you've got to keep like a bit of positivity. The only positives that I'm seeing from the start of the season is the, the incredible ability of the young lads that have come through, like has come in and been, to be honest. He reminds me of it, Ryan Shawcross when he first came on loan. I don't know what you think about that.
2: Oh, I agree. I, I, I think Harry Souter is going to be a formidable player for Stoke City in the future. And who'd have thought we would have an Australian, she said, tongue-in-cheek, <laughs> who who would be a formidable player in our back 3-5 or whatever we're going to play. I think he's got a great future. I think Collins is a great player too with a great future. As regards Collins, my only concern is that I know already that clubs have looked at him from, from a higher division
0: and I think the biggest problem will be hanging on to Nathan Collins well they can get the cash books out can't they and give us 20-30 million in the nowadays market if they want to get inside yeah him but with our luck,
2: we'll wait just a bit too long and we'll be giving him away well, I'm not just... joking with that
0: <laughs> no you, you're pretty much right <laughs> we were talking <laughs> about that earlier on about Jack Butland I mean, we we came down with a, a goalkeeper worth 25 million pound and now we're swapping him for Angus Cullen you know only Stoke could do that let's be brutally honest
2: yeah <laughs> I, I I just don't I just don't know how 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 Jack would ever get back to look we he, we've seen Jack Butland play for Stoke City and we've seen him play some great games and and make and get us points. We've also seen last season and the season before Jack cost us points. But that's what happens with a goalkeeper. A goalie's faults are exposed and normally are very costly. Look at Edison last night. Um, but for me, he has to leave. He wants to leave. Um, his agent I I don't think has done uh, himself any favours within Stoke eyes by saying he'll see out his contract if he has to Uh, I think Stoke have been uh, very good at shielding Jack Butland from some of the excrement that could have been thrown at him I've no doubt that he's still a lovely bloke and I've no doubt that he does lots for for young people in the community but it's as I've said it's best for him to move on and for Stoke to move on and and, and whilst we're on the subject of goalkeepers I think if ever there's a case of a goalkeeper or a a player being patient at a football club then you have to say Adam Davis has been very patient because he came, he was captain at Barnsley, he suddenly went to third choice, Federici was above him, Federici was above Butland for a short time but he was signed by Nathan Jones clearly to replace Jack Butland, and I have so much admiration for him. He hasn't kicked up any fuss. As far as I know, he hasn't tried to organise a move before he got on the team and good luck to him. He's kept working and that should be an example to some of the younger players. Keep going, keep going. You'll get your chance and I would think that some of these players now will get a chance sooner than later because yet again today, we were, as Michael O'Neill said, so slow starting. Yeah, yeah. And and that's the problem. You, you play a team like Birmingham at home, who's come to frustrate you. And, and we've done it away too. We did it at Millwall. We did it last season. You play a team like that. You give them fifteen minutes of of no pressure at all, and they think, okay, we're in this game. We might get something out of this game. And I'm not sure how we will go forward adopting this. Um, it, You can't cure everything in this transfer window or the one before, especially now with the Covid problems, which have changed football possibly forever. But in the next two or three windows, uh, we've got to change things because I'm sure that Michael O'Neill will go away, um, have a few days off, as will the squad, and then they'll look at pushing things forward.
0: Right, we've heard that your first. Let's all get excited again. Let's get rid of this negativity. It's all going to be fine. I'm saying it's going to be fine. We're going to be great. We're going to win the league. <laughs> have
2: you had a lot to drink?
0: No, I don't drink.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You've been sniffing the bottle, have you? Because, um, no. No. We are going to win the league, in my opinion.
0: Oh God, of course we aren't. <laughs> that's just a bit of a joke. I do it every week, just wind people up. But I've, we've had a couple of questions as well. We want you to, if you can, can you ask it live on air? Is of Lee course. is Lee Blakeman a secret Man United fan?
2: Right, I, I'll answer this for you now. Lee is not a Man United fan, but I wind him up and on air and say you're a Manchester United fan. He does like Manchester United, yeah. But he is not a Manchester United fan. He, he supports a local club.
1: I bet he doesn't support Man United today. Yeah, I bet he has <laughs> <am> today now. <laughs>
2: yeah. I know. I'm. I, you know. I, I saw Gary Neville saying he can't believe we've sunk this low. Well. It, nobody was saying that when Tottenham only beat us by five, I not know, yeah. six. We hadn't sunk that low, yeah. so what a shame, eh? It, I'm, it, I'm saying no more about that. And but, it does,
0: doesn't matter but, about Liverpool as well, because it doesn't matter whatever they ever say, we still beat them 6-1, so it doesn't <laughs> matter really. That's true.
2: Shall we end the interview here now, you <laughs> in that? and that? that was a negative Stokeside no, it wasn't the I'm only joking. <laughs>
0: That was that deal. I'd never go. No. <laughs> I'll never leave me that deal.
2: <laughs> that was Stephen Gerrard's last match, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know. He was crying. And we crying.
2: let
0: him score. No, we didn't. We, we, did. Yeah. <laughs> we did. We did. Well,
2: you just. I know we're digressing. <laughs> uh, unfortunately for me, even though I think we had five shots and scored with five, um, the one thing I will remember about that match more than the laughing and are we really at this game? Was the whole of the ground applauding his goal? Because that must have got to him more than anything. Yeah,
0: because it was very much ironic clapping wanted. Yeah, <laughs> we've let you <laughs> What a shame, Steve.
2: Well, you know, you're only as good as your last match. What was the score, Stephen? Yeah. Never yeah. Mind.
0: yeah. But
2: what a class footballer! Yeah, I he mean, was, he was yeah. a great footballer. Who you talk about players pulling teams out of dire situations? He, he, we've seen many examples of that, and. Um, Stoke need a couple of players like that who who will think, okay, this isn't going our way. Uh, let's get stuck in. And I st- I still believe that more than most clubs, because as you know, the the scores of winning home and away games have changed dramatically. I think the Stoke fans are a lot more important than other clubs' fans because of how, apart from the last two seasons when it's been like watching paint dry, when the fans are behind you at Stoke, it must make you play with a couple of more percent or or more than that. And I think on a day like today, when you play Birmingham and you're not playing great, those fans would have got behind the lads and pushed them a little bit further forward. And it does make a difference. And I know everybody says it's the same for all teams, but I think
0: some crowds are more equal than others. Oh yeah, Stoke. Stoke got the loudest fans in the world. It was pretty much on a sponsor in his first season of the Premier League. seeds Yeah, lot, yeah. I pups, think they, they, they that, uh, that likened us to the engines of a jet plane. Yeah. The last two seasons, we weren't the the sort of level
2: of a lawnmower.
0: Yeah, because there was a lot of moaning last season, wasn't there? And it's pretty much yeah. starting again this season, but hopefully that dies off, like you say. Now you you're still the chair of the. Supporters Trust, aren't you? What, Supporters... Supporters
2: Council, yeah. yeah, supporters I council, got, yeah. Well, uh, actually, I have just been re-elected as chair and David Harper's just been elected as the vice chair um, and we were unopposed. And if I, if I have the chance at this moment in time, I'm going to say something that... I find it incredible. Uh, I, I saw a message on a famous message board which said... Um, for somebody to be chair of a supporters council for, I think it was six years, without opposition cannot be healthy. Well, I'd just like to state that every season, not every two years, every season uh, we vote, and I'm quite proud to have held that position. And I would just wonder if anybody would elect somebody as a chair if they didn't think they were doing a good job. So, uh, unfortunately, the person that posted that doesn't have a doesn't use their normal name they hide behind another name or choose to use another name and if anybody felt that I wasn't doing a good job in that council I think that they uh, they would have told me so that's my rant over
0: <laughs> no, no, I think the, the
1: thing is there's a lot of people on social media who hide behind social media yeah. when, they, when they say anything people say stuff to us yeah. it's not always right yeah. you can always tell the truth fans from the ones who, who don't really go and they've somehow got a massive opinion on yeah, yeah. everything plus there's quite a lot of me who are Secret Vale fans, as
0: well, who were always bitter. They're always bitter, Vale fans. Always bitter. (laughs)
2: Well,
0: you say there's a lot, I mean, you're exaggerating there, aren't you? Well, yeah, you're probably right there. The good six of them. The good four or five of them when they they get going. Yeah. Yeah. Six. (laughs) So there's been a re election this year for other other members, though, haven't there, this year? Is that. Has that been well,
2: There's an election every year. Half the council is up for election one year, half the next. So there's always some continuity. And I was delighted that... Um, I was very sorry that Mark Bradshaw didn't get re-elected because he was a very, very good member of the council, but that happens. And I was, I was delighted that somebody younger like Ben Rowley got elected this time, and I hope he enjoys it. it it's very easy from the outside to criticise. And it was nice that 21 people stood for election this time. And that's the largest number by far. I think there's been about eight's been the maximum before. So that has to say that people believe in the council and want to sit on it. And I I think that particularly in this time, when when we're not watching football, the engagement between the club and the fans is paramount. And, And my concern is that the club have to keep being engaged with the supporters because people will find other things to do with their time if football doesn't come back soon. And some people will go to the likes of Hanley Town and Leek and they'll probably enjoy having a pie and a pint and and not having to queue for two hours to come off the car park. I've no doubt that Stoke will lose, all football clubs will lose some fans because of this, because habits will change. But I can't wait personally to get back and, and watch live football And fall out with people at the game. And embrace people I've never met in my life when we score a 99-minute winner or get a point. Because unless you're a football supporter uh, and you go and get involved to the extent that fans do, you'll never know. You'll never understand the feeling that everybody listening to this podcast, all three of us listening to this podcast, you'll never understand what it means to people. And this is a Sunday night where... I haven't got a cloud over my head because Stoke haven't lost but I haven't got the sunny uh, feeling that that I have when Stoke win and I think that's what people don't understand that if you're a passionate supporter of a club then it affects your life and if you can't go and watch the matches some people are really struggling mentally with, with this virus and being stuck indoors and I was one of the people that didn't want football to come back because it's, let's face it it's not what we used to it's better watching um, crowd noises in the
0: background, but if it hadn't come back, I think I'd have been pretty depressed myself by now. Yeah, I mean, I've been missing it for ages. I've, I've, I've been really it's struggling. Day, it's it's the whole day. It's not just this and that the other. For, for me, people who watch it on TV, it's up to them if they want to watch football on the tally, but I can't stand it. And I have never have done really, and it's why I don't really watch a lot of the games. I have to now, obviously, because I've got no choice. But, you know, I, I'm the same as you. When they said we were going to bring it back, I wanted it back properly, where we can all go, we can go back to normal, kind of. Because it's that normality that people are missing. And, and you're right that mental illness does have an effect with things because, you know, some people, Stoke is everything. And, it, like to myself, it is most of the time. And you just want that connection again where you go. And it's
1: it, it's not. It's, it's routine, isn't it? It's we just routine every Saturday. Every what Saturday. Saturday
0: and, and to go, lost it. and it's gone, and it, it is hard, and it's got to be hard for people out there who who are struggling with mental illness, and m- maybe it's the only chance they get to go out. Off sometimes, or see friends, or see friends that they don't see because they, they live miles away, or, or,
1: or, or whatever.
2: Yeah. Absolutely, and, and, and some people, not just at Stoke City, um, some people don't have holidays because they buy their. This is their holiday: going to a football game watching their football teams, they can't afford to do both, so some people buy a season ticket, and I was as gutted as anybody, you know, Stoke worked really hard, the council worked really hard with the club to do this red and white season ticket, and the nice thing was, every club throughout British football complimented Stoke on having the fairest policy, and that was going to be a fantastic situation, where you got to see half the games, now, I do worry with COVID. I mean, we had crew in the farcical situation yesterday of having a, having a match called off when people are there. Can you imagine if they had allowed people back into the crowd? Let's say they were doing a test game with 1,000 people in. You're sitting there at half past two. You're desperate to see your team. And then all of a sudden, the game's called off. It, so, So until the place is completely safe, I can't see fans going into the stadium. I hope I'm wrong. I do think that the weather this year will obviously get worse, and I do think that will have an effect on, on COVID coming into to the situation where players aren't allowed to play. I personally uh, was saying earlier that if the weather gets really bad and the COVID situation increases, let's have the winter break for that. But then if you're a player and you're training, it's really hard for these players. Uh, everybody says, yeah, they get paid a fortune, but it's just the same, they're just human beings. If you don't know what's happening from one week to the next, it must must make a difference to to, to how you perform. And um, Stoke have got to um, work really hard on the mental side of the game too, or football clubs, because you just don't know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, it's like sitting in the dark, isn't it? and It's like we got
1: yeah. that red and
0: white season ticket, which was really good. A masterstroke,
1: in my opinion. Yeah, it, it is, yeah. It was a brilliant idea, especially the fact that all seats saved for next season yeah that's as well. the that's the best that's bit, bit of it. It. yeah really. that's the
0: key bit because we we decided we weren't going to go for it because it, there's more to the day really for us when we we're going for it yeah but
1: that but that little bit about saving your seats yeah. for the following season was it's, the best idea I've heard Yeah, yeah they we're going to
0: keep a seat tickets cuz
2: well, that's what's important to fans and, and and that's the nice thing about having the council talk to the club because Yes, look, There are. I'm under no illusions that if the club don't want to do anything, they don't have to because it's, it's a private business at the end of the day. But they do listen, and why do they listen? Because it's in their own best interests. because once you alienate fans, you're not going to get them back. And I would say that I think Stoke are probably one of the better clubs in terms of trying to, to, to look after the fans. You've only got to look at the price of the tickets. Now, Stoke haven't done that for their own benefit. Stoke have done that because they know that if the price of the tickets is more, people won't come. So what do you do? You want the crowd behind you. You want 20-odd thousand fans or more behind you rather than 15,000 pounds. 15,000 fans paying a bit bit more money so you get the same money but you don't get the same atmosphere. And I think Stoke, you know, the, the owners are quite smart in that respect. Where they've not been smart in the past is that they've let all the managers do what they want they've given them money, and now we've ended up with a group of players from four managers, some of which Michael O'Neill doesn't want, and the club, the owners, are going to take a massive hit on them. Because can you imagine if it was your own money, and I'll say this to anybody listening tonight, I don't care whether you've got a million pounds or ten billion pounds, if you're pouring money down the drain to the extent that the family have on bad purchases, you're going to get fed up of it. And that's why I admire the owners because Peter's largely kept faith in, in the club and now John's doing the same. And you have to say, who, who would you rather have as an owner? Would you rather have an American who really doesn't care and just wants to make money or, or other nationalities who come in and buy clubs and then you find they're not fit and proper persons and the club either goes bust or goes down I mean who'd have thought many years ago that when we beat Bolton in the semi-final of the cup that Bolton would now be where they are in the league and they never actually recovered from that match
0: yeah they never that was their beginning of their downward spiral once to at that yeah. point yeah like I say off the off the pitch in towards the fans Stoke have got probably one of the best owners in the league to be honest they, they really look after us I, I, I've still got issues with the way players are signed I think that we have to go a bit more modern and have said that for years and years that we, there's got to be changes in the areas up top which make sure that players come in but the way they've treated the fans since Covid is, and even the people they work with the people who obviously work in the burger shops and all that stuff in the club shops and all that they've looked um, after them and yeah. paid them, still paying them now which is absolutely amazing And
2: Yeah, no, no, listen no other club well, one or two did as a result of being shamed by certain quarters Stoke didn't put one member of staff on furlough they have paid everybody they sent a letter to all staff match day staff as well saying that they would pay them right the right the way through which they have done which is a lot of money and if you if you're a student for example and you work on a match day and you think all of a sudden my income's gone and that's a big deal and I'm not just saying students it could be older people or people without a full-time job to know that that the people that run the club the company that you work for, have that much faith in you um, and want to look after the workforce. I I think that says a lot for the football club. And I I know that there are many things about the football club, like the recruitment of players, um, that I've not been happy about, like any Stoke fan. But the fact that most people on the outside look at Stoke City as a good, well-run football club, with the exception of, of some bad recruitment, as I say, that makes me very proud. I'm proud to support Stoke City. I'm proud to come from this area because I think, by and large, people from Stoke look after people from Stoke.
0: Yeah, it's a great teller. I mean, I'm more from, towards Bedales so. Well, I'm still Stoke, virtually w- into. W- well. <laughs>
2: You're trying to be posh on me now.
0: I've just got the better blood. I can't. I'll... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know what you mean. It's 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 a great area and I am proud of my club I I love my football club and I hate it when people say we're a small club because it's an history there's something special about Stoke compared to many other clubs I mean the legendary players that the club's produced Stanley Matthews one of the greatest ever you know Neil Franklin who could have become one of the world's greatest ever and I think at times the club's got to get hold of that as well instead of I think there's a lot of small time thinking at Stoke which I think is one of its biggest downfalls. They don't think outside of what it's done. And I'll be honest with you, next year I'm seriously considering running for the Supporters' Council.
2: Good luck, I Uh, hope you
0: get in. Next year. Well, I should get in, let's be honest. I don't know, I think
2: people
0: could be more discerning than you think, you know. I don't don't know. One thing I'm really going to push, though, if I do get in, is one thing I'm really... Which does shame me a bit about the football club is the lack of history around the club. I which, disagree which with you more. It's my um. biggest disheartening around the club. It's like I speak to Stoke fans left, right, and centre, and about eight out of ten don't even know Neil Franklin is, don't know who Freddie Steele is. There's loads who don't know who Jimmy Greenoff is, and I find it shocking. There's nothing around the clubs, around the ground, pitches, whatever, of the great players that are playing for this club. I mean, some consider Jimmy Greenoff to be the best player to play in the red and white. And same with Alan Hudson as well. But there's nothing to them around the club. These They are legends at this
2: club. I, I would agree with you. And we have had this discussion with the club. And um, we did try uh it was actually peter smith's father pete smith who's the uh who writes for the sentinel john smith was on the on the supporters council and he pushed very hard and uh as regards having a museum and at that particular time the club said they would do a pop-up museum and for one reason or another they then decided to shelve it and then covid's come along But I would agree with you. I mean, I'm just actually reading Flight to Bogota, which is um, the Neil Franklin book by John Leonard at the moment, and it's brilliant. And I I pride myself on, you know, I I was born into a family of uh, mostly Stokies. and I I was very lucky. I think I've told you this before. The club secretary was my dad's best friend. So I I got to meet people like um, the great Jimmy Greenhoff, who I consider a friend, who to me is one of the best players that have ever pulled on a, a Stoke City shirt, Alan Hudson, could walk on water. I mean, I can also remember the 72 team, which was outstanding and um, brought through the, the home back four for all local lads who, who would have died for the shirt and, and probably still would if they, they put it on. Uh, then you look at players in the later years that that we've had, the the Gordon Banks, the world's greatest goalkeeper. You've, you've said about uh, Stanley Matthews, a legend. You've talked about Neil Franklin, who my dad said was the best centre-half he'd ever seen and if he hadn't have gone on that flight and gone to South America, Neil Franklin would never have got the caps. We had Tim Coleman, the only player ever to score seven goals from the wing. You could go on and on and on about great players. Frank Su, the first Chinese-origin player to play in, in the Football League, played for Stoke. There's so yeah. many legends. Yeah, Radcliffe, Malford. to me, you're right. There, there's, it's a, it might be a Stoke thing where you just get on with it, But another thing that people might find controversial is that you look at the people in positions of power and this is nothing against them as people. The vast majority of people in charge at Stoke aren't local people. So just maybe it doesn't matter as much to them as as about our past. Maybe that's the point. And the other thing you've got to remember is that a lot of younger people think football started with the Premier League. And when we got relegated, some of our supporters had never seen Stoke outside the Premier League. And it was a big shock to them. Um, but like you say, I am very proud of Stoke City. Whether it was founded in 1863 or not is irrelevant to me. <laughs> <laughs> to well, it's me, a it is founded was founded in 1863. <laughs> it says that on our badge. And the first offices of the Football League were in Stoke. So um, I think we've got a lot to shout about.
0: There's, there's a lot of history at this football club. and the, the, I mean, we created penalties, I think it was. Uh, I think Offside was created as well. Extra Time, I think, was created in a, at Stoke yeah. as well. So it, the, the history at Stoke is frightening compared to other clubs. And when I tell all the like, plastic Liverpool fans and plastic United fans, they, they don't understand that there's more history than Man United. Fair enough, they've won trophies. And that's all they ever think about because... That's why the glory hunters, because they're in plastics, because they just see trophies. Oh, I'm the best. And they don't understand that it's not about that. It's about following a club. It's about seeing true history. And fair enough, we've only won one little League Cup, which is heartbreaking, really, for how long we've been in the top flight and, and the sides we've had in the past. But for me, the, the club does have to do more. And, the, and it, I don't care if Tony Scholes has to hear me every day. It, if I get in that job, I'll I'll, I'll make sure he knows. And, and the thing is that, you know, we've got this lumbering car park that drives me potty, which just causes problems. Mayhem, everything it causes all this mayhem. This car park gets rid of it and build fan zone and put well, some the in. Well, it's quite interesting. In.
2: If the club had, if the stadium was being built now, Scope would only be allowed one car park. Uh, it would only be necessary to have one car park. So I hear what you're saying, and I agree 100%. Why are you talking about plastic fans? What a great day not to support Manchester United and currently Liverpool. And oh, I won't spoil it for everybody. Oh, wait till plastic tomorrow. plastic fans will be melting at the moment.
0: Oh, wait till tomorrow when I go work. We'll be oh, oh, they'll be hiding hey, from me tomorrow. There's
2: time for Liverpool to turn it round.
0: That's hope now. <laughs>
2: well you know, they're two down at the moment, so they
0: go sporting for you. Oh dear. well yeah you technically have, yeah, because we weren't watching the game. So we, <laughs> <laughs> so we were we recording podcast, but yeah, that's got even good news. What a day. Even though we only drawn, we still watch United get battered and hopefully Liverpool lose six now. Yeah, there's a difference,
1: there, You players? look at the football table though tonight
2: and um the the championship table, which is, after all, the only one that matters. Yeah. And, and and you look at that and you think, OK, we've played four, we've got five points. We don't think Birmingham are that good. Birmingham have played four, got six points. You look at the league table and then you look at who's at the top. Bristol and Reading have not conceded, dropped a point. Bournemouth, you'd expect to be up there because they came down, they got ten. Swansea are up there. Luton have got nine. Blackburn have got seven. So... If you look at it that way, we're just two points away from the playoff positions. But then if you look at the goals for and against column, we're on minus one and then you look at Blackburn, they've got eight. You know, there, there is a there's a, a point that we aren't simply scoring enough goals and obviously goals win matches and that is my concern that that we might have low to clean sheets and we might put in competent performances and be difficult to beat but if Stoke City want to get in the playoffs, then Stoke City have to start scoring more goals. Couldn't
0: put it any better.
2: Yeah.
0: Couldn't put it any better. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Don't come on every week now, Is don't become a regular.
2: <laughs> oh, I don't mind coming on any time, you know. I, um, I, I, I'm, I'm glad to talk to you. I enjoy talking to you, and uh, it's been a great pleasure again to talk to you. And all I'll say to you is if you want to stand for the election, I wish you all the best. Um, and I wish anybody that stands for the election all the best, because the more people that stand, uh, the more different viewpoints we'll get in. And I, and I think that um, it's very important that the, the club listen to the supporters and, 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 and act on what they say. They can't act on everything. They don't want to act on some things. And it's quite clear that they won't act on some things. But um, thank you for having me on.
0: Yeah, it's a pleasure. Yeah, make sure you put a good word in for me at the council, obviously. Oh, I you got a, got a superstar coming on next I, I, year. I
2: don't
0: live in America. I don't do corruption. <laughs> Brown <laughs> envelopes. <laughs> got, uh, got a got a good. Oh, government have you got any year.
2: those going and they fall? I'll
0: have one of those. I've go, oh, got a terrier coming next year. We'll, we'll sort all this out. <laughs> Great. He just won't. He won't, won't. drop. He's like a terrier with a bone. But anyway, thanks for coming on, Anne. It's been, a pleasure. And we'll probably speak to you soon if you want to yeah, come listen, on. Yeah, listen, anytime, seriously,
2: anytime. All right, all right. the best.
0: Thank you, thanks for that. Cheers, so so bye. So right. so there we go, another great guest, another great appearance of Ange. Yeah. Yeah, there we go then. Okay, hopefully we'll try and get her on more regularly. We're gonna try and get some more guests coming on on a regular basis. We could even get Danny if he's not on holiday. No. But he will be on holiday because he's always on holiday.
1: You won't get him.
0: No, we have paid big money for we'll it. We have pay big money, and I haven't got £5. Pounds, I'm sorry, I just, <laughs> just, just haven't got it. Right, so we'll move into the women, and it's not been a good one, so we're only just going to give the scores this week.
1: Yeah, we lost 3 2. To, to uh,
0: Sheffield United ladies, yeah. uh, disappointing results. The reserves, I think, lost as well. So yeah, it's not been ladies, a good No, the,
1: the ladies' reserves lost to Sheffield United, we lost to Forest. Oh, we lost to Forest three two, and then yeah.
0: the reserves lost the Sheffield, United. Sheffield United. Yeah, which is unlike oh, the
1: reserves.
0: Yeah, they normally win every week. It's it's a surprise. Is this, is it falling apart for the ladies now?
1: From what I got they all put hundred percent in. Just one of the, the thing is three two is a funny game, and it? it's it's an open game. It always isn't. It, you look at any three two. We've had games like that, haven't we? Look at Sheffield Wednesday at last Christmas.
0: Three two, it was open one. It's yeah, a big yeah, game yeah. all the way through. And, and there's no need rush. I think they'll do well. They did last season. We've got the players. We've got a great academy coming through. It's just a blip, I'd say. And the latest news is Ali Watkins has scored a third in an and an hat trick they're beating Liverpool four one. It's gonna be a bad day for Liverpool Man United fans tomorrow. That's all I can say. Right, so we'll get into the nitty gritty of it. The question, right? Can I put
1: three? <laughs>
0: You've got one guess and one guess only.
1: Oh.
0: Right, so I'll give you...
1: Give back through the clues then.
0: Right, so this player was managed by Steve McLaren and Jose Mourinho. He played with Oscar, Hulk, Zanetti, Ettu, Schneider, De Bruyne and Andy Carroll. And obviously also played for Stoke.
1: Right. I'll go with my first choice. Because if it's wrong, i could give you the other two. <laughs> I was thinking it was Arn Outovich. It. wait it is it's Marco and out of it Was the De bruyne link Wolfsburg? Because he went there alone.
0: Verde Bremen.
1: Bremen. I knew he'd gone Germany at some he point. He went to
0: Verde Bremen and the link with Steve McLaren was obviously China. No. West that? No.
1: McLaren's know.
0: never won. <laughs> it was FC 20.
1: Ah. When he was right. breaking
0: through and becoming a player in Holland and he never played gone. for McLaren year then of course went on loan to into Milan so when Mourinho, they wore the treble yeah,
1: where Mourinho went come from yeah
0: and then stole Etu's car and then said it was a joke <laughs> then obviously moved to Vida Bremen where he was voted the worst player in the last 20 years and then come to Stoke where he was brilliant yeah. but also wanky <laughs>
1: yeah and the Carol Link is, is of course where he went
0: to play for West Ham and he the Hulk
1: played. Link is China yeah,
0: Hulk and Oscar Link is of course China where he is massively upset now which gives me loads of joy <laughs> <laughs> he was desperate to leave I got it right without a pen and pause. <laughs> there we go right so it's been another exciting week we've had a great guest we're going to try and get more on for you you know where we are sick of saying it we're on facebook instagram twitter we might be on tiktok soon because mark's got his new haircut and he's going to do some funny videos and <laughs> <laughs> as you'll know we're on every podcast platform so make sure you join you share make sure you tell your friends so they join and and get involved also if you're on itunes make sure you give us a five star review not anything less than five stars please because it doesn't help anyone so just get yourselves on get involved thanks for listening ta-ra
1: ta-ra all the best